And we wanted this to be something that, um, you know, wasn't too uh, too hard in your pocketbook. So you can get it on Apple TV or you can see it on uh, Amazon Prime Video. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. Hey, would you like to be a guest on Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham? The link is in the show notes. And now, here's your host, Blair Durham. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome back. It's the 120th edition of Black Wall Street today, having a fantastic show, talking with creatives in the entrepreneur space. So excited now to welcome Mr. Ryan Culver to the show. He is the writer and director of the feature film, The Education of a Negro. He started writing the film the day after the verdict in the Philando Castile case and didn't stop until his first feature film had debuted on Apple TV as well as Amazon Prime. He's an avid lover of movies and thinks he has unique stories to tell. Welcome to the show, Ryan. How are you? Very good, very good. Thank you for having me, very excited. Yes, I'm excited too. You know, I was looking at the title of the film, The Education of a Negro, and just thinking about what I know about the miseducation of the Negro and certainly the times that we're living in. Uh, kudos to you on, on getting started. So talk a little bit about that journey in terms of uh, creating this film. Yeah, I actually, uh, uh, I think I'm a little unique in that. Before the Philando Castile verdict, I had no interest in uh, in creating. I was um, in other endeavors, finance, retail, consumer goods. Uh, but with the Philando Castile case, because I was from Minneapolis, it hit different. And I was one of the ones that saw that original video of his girlfriend with his daughter in the back. And I thought, this time is different, right? I think a lot of Americans saw that video. A lot of black Americans saw it and said, no, this is different. This is this is a crime. This is manslaughter. And I felt good for, you know, the first time in a long time that the cop would be held accountable. And when he wasn't, I just didn't want to go to Facebook and Twitter and vent again. I said, I got to have something to say about this. Uh, this is wrong. And I immediately started writing. I had no clue how to write a screenplay. YouTube was very helpful in that regard. Right. Um, and then I got through with the screenplay and we uh, shared it with some people and they said, this is good. And then I thought, all right, I'm a pretty enterprising individual. Making a movie can't be that hard. And I put my mind to it and brought the right people in. And um, two years later, I had a feature film. <laughs> Wow. Wow. So, okay. So this, this is a, a business show. I'm always very interested in things like funding. I'm interested in distribution. These are two of the problems we're trying to assist our business community in solving. So what was that process like? I can't imagine the enormity of the undertaking from a funding standpoint, right? Um, the production that went into um, to bringing this to life. Can you talk through just a little bit of those pieces as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you had. You're the first to done maybe a dozen interviews first to ask about the, I mean, uh, really the business side of it. So, I assume yeah. you weren't working with volunteers, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. So a couple things here. One, we were... Um, 
largely self-funded with some contribution from family that I was able to sell on the on the vision. Okay. Um, I knew enough about filmmaking that we wanted to make this a micro budget, which was under a uh, hundred thousand. Okay. Um, because people, like you said, nobody works for free. And the one thing I didn't want to do was bring something janky to market, right? We have enough. There's a lot oh, of that. babies, right? Yeah, there's a lot of that. And I thought I didn't want to do that. Um, 100K felt like if I could invest in this film and get the family to see it, and I wasn't, to be honest with you, I wasn't terribly concerned with making my money back. It was more of a love letter. Uh, but there was a business component to it. I mean, we went through all those steps. We went through the budgeting. We actually went through the financing, drew, drew the paperwork up for the family members that contributed. Okay. Um, because I'm a businessman, so you know you want to do yeah. you want to do You're things right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, we set the budget and uh, went into a lot of the Hollywood indie filmmaker groups and probably spent three to six months just building that core business plan of what this would look like. Because if you don't, you know this, it sounds like you've got a good head on your shoulders for business. If you don't go in with your plan, then you end up just spending willy nilly, you're all over the place. And it's just not, you know what I mean? You just don't have, if you don't have a hold of your finances, you don't have a hold of your business. And so again, even though we weren't necessarily endeavoring to make, you know, the next Malcolm X film or, you know, something that would do 20 million at the box office, I still wanted to have a pretty good, pretty good handle on that. So, wanted to have it. Pro- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we probably spent three to six months um, working through all the budgets. Um, like I said, I come from business, but film budgeting is a little different. So they're a little bit more nuances. They have things called like above the line, which is, you know, how much you're going to pay your cast, your directors, your producers. Below yeah. the line is how much you're going to pay your crew, um, whether you want to do union or non-union. Mm-hmm. and all that stuff so it was it was definitely for me a um i, I like to say when i uh, finished business school i interviewed at a couple investment banks and one of the guys who interviewed me said you never lose money in the markets you just get an education meaning that if you lost you should be learning something from that loss and that's always that's been 15 years ago that's always you know stuck with me and so I use this as my film school education, right? Yeah. yeah I'm gonna, if I'm going to invest $100,000, I'm going to learn how to make a film. I'm going to make a film for the family, something that I can be proud of. Um, and then I'm going to learn all the intricacies of how the film industry works, including distribution. And I, I feel like uh, I was able to do that. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting, too. I was thinking about a conversation that I had recently with Deshaunna Spencer, uh, who is the founder of Quality TV. If you're not familiar with Quality TV, you got to look it up, right? She's a streaming service, essentially, um, for all things Black film, right? A Netflix for, for Black film. And um, one of the things she said was, uh, you know, if if your MVP, your minimum viable product does not embarrass you, right? You waited too late. 
you waited too late to get started. You know, we were we were talking through kind of what Quality TV looked like when she first launched it, you know, and then what it looks like now, just kind of the evolution of um, of her project, right? And I was thinking about what you said, you know, I don't want to bring an ugly baby to market. And I'm on your website. I mean, this is this is super polished, super refined, you know, pulling Elisa from Insecure. On, I mean, you know, you, you really did... You did a great thing here. Um, so I'm, I'm excited, excited for you, excited to see it. I'm gonna wait and, and take a look at it with my husband. He's certainly an aficionado of all things race and um, kudos to you. Yeah, 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 thank you, thank you. I think it's, um, I want in that to do, I'm not I'm being completely candid with you. Uh, that means the world to me, right? When I went into this, I said I wanted to make something the family could be proud of, and when I hear things like that, that that you know just means the world to me because it wasn't intended to be a story uh, about us, but it's more a story about us in the mold of Judas and the Black Messiah. I don't know if you've had a chance to see uh, American Skin. You know, I'm gonna be just transparent. I have kind of steered clear. <laughs> um, I remember seeing the uh, the birth of a nation, right? The yeah. Nat Parker rendering, and you know, powerful, powerful, um, and still, you know, powerfully disturbing and traumatic, right? One of the reasons why I haven't pressed play to kind of watch any of the things, you know. I, I couldn't bring myself to really, um, you know, watch the George Floyd incidents as they unfolded. It's just, it's, it's just really, it's traumatic, right? Um, so I'm kind of laser focused on just doing this part of the work and not engaging my psyche in that regard. But um, I'm gonna take a look at the education of a Negro just because I'm, I'm super excited to have yeah, a conversation with you. I know a lot of people who are who are kind of like that. They're they're it's it's you know it's like hey this is just it's overkill. It's well, too well, much. Thing, you know, um, Ryan. So we founded Black Brand and Black Wall Street today and all the things that we're doing now in 2016 in light of what was taking place. You know kind of beginning with Philando Castile, right? So there's definitely a relevance, you know? I'm just, you know, just wanted to be, be careful for me personally. But what were you going to say? Yeah, no, I was going to say, because I've, I've heard, and I don't know that you're saying this specifically, but I've heard a lot where people are saying, hey, they're done with slave movies, right? I've seen too many of these. It's it's time to move on. And I was going to say, I get, like, I get it, right? As a consumer, of media, um, I get it as well. Like it's like, hey, I don't want to see this anymore. I don't want to see anybody getting whipped. I don't want to see any more women getting raped. Um, you know, we know this this happened. Uh, I guess I fall on the other end of the spectrum in that I can never see enough because I like to be reminded, and I understand that um, history can always repeat itself. And it seems like we're so far from that now. Uh, until you look at January 6th and then you say, uh-oh, wait a minute, right? I would never have expected that to happen at all. Like if you would have asked me, would that have happened where 10,000 people stormed the U.S. Capitol in an attempt to overturn 
A U.S. election? I'm like, you're crazy, man. This isn't 18... <laughs> this isn't 1776. There's no way... Or is it? That would happen. Or is it, you know? Then I, it, yeah, exactly I, right. I'm with you in that regard. You know, we... Yeah, I was on a call earlier this morning, and the young lady was sharing that, you know, things aren't really that bad. And I'm going, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't even matter where you live and how nice it is. We're still dealing with war. We're still dealing with poverty. We're still dealing with the pandemic. We're still dealing with racism. Like, no, things are bad. They are, are in fact, worse than they've ever been. So... I get it. You know, my husband's definitely on the end of the spectrum with you where, you know, no, let's be reminded. You know, in fact, I just texted him a link to your website and like, hey, this is what we got on deck for entertainment tonight. You know, we're going to we're going to watch this. He's like, send the link in all caps. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing him, you will have already watched it before he gets home somehow. And I'm like, no, don't do it. Yeah, I appreciate it. I always use the metaphor when people say hey, things are, you know, of course, relative to, you know, 1864, 1865, things are, are better. I don't think anyone would argue that, but better is relative, right, to you know where you started. And then I also tell people, yeah. if you've ever seen people that say, hey, you can't, that won't happen again and we can't go back there, things go from zero to 60 like that, right? And so just thinking that, oh, okay, well, it'll never happen again. It's like, hey, man, it can take a month and things to be radically different than where you ever thought, you know, things could be. I mean, I would have never thought we'd be in the middle of a global pandemic and a race riot that rivaled, you know, anything that happened in 1921. But we saw both of those in 2020. So anything, anything can happen. And I'd like for people to be prepared and to be a clear and sound mind and to just under, and that's one of the reasons I made the movie and I named it aptly that there's a lot of um, entertainment in there, but there's a lot of educating that I'd like to put in there. And um, so far the reviews come back pretty good. Like people get it and that always makes me feel good that they get the message that I was trying to convey, so. I was going to say, like, what's been, you know, what's been the response, you know? But I'm looking at some of the quotes on here and, and things like that. I know it's, it's, it's well-received. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been well-received. We were lucky enough to get our theater screening. We had six theater screenings. And we were able to get those in before the, uh, the pandemic. And um, the Q&A, I tell you, we did a Q&A after each screening. And that was the best part of the, uh, of the screening for me because nobody left. Everybody had such good questions on what they just seen and very complimentary of the film. And uh, as a filmmaker, that kind of stuff always buoys you, you know? It's just like, that's, that's great to just hear the questions and people are very interested. And people are aware. And that, I think, is, um, is good for me. Like, people are aware that, you know, these things are happening and that there's going to be, you know, we're, we're going to have to be an active part in whatever change comes about, right? We're not going to be passive in in this. It's going to be an active part in whatever change we bring about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there could be a a group here that might be interested in a screening. Um, I don't know if you're still doing screenings, but a virtual screening of some kind, you know? Um, I would love to to chat with you about that offline. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So we got about two minutes remaining. If you want to go ahead and plug your site, any social media, how can we access the film? 
Yeah, thank you. TheEducationOfANegro.com is a website that's all one string. Again, TheEducationOfANegro.com. Uh, if you want to go on Facebook, you can just go to Facebook.com, TheEducationOf, or at TheEducationOf for, for any social media, really. And the film is, uh, is streaming. It's only a buck ninety-nine. We appreciate your support. I appreciate your support uh, in advance. We priced it reasonably. Um, because we knew there's a lot of entertainment options you have out there and we wanted this to be something that um, you know wasn't too uh, too hard in your pocketbook so you can get it on Apple TV or you can see it on uh, Amazon Prime Video uh, today and again I, I definitely appreciate your listeners uh, support and I think they're really I think they'll really really like the film I, I really do I think they'll like the film and I think they'll like the uh, they'll like the message Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Yeah, super cool. Um, glad you did it. And thanks for being willing to be transparent about the process. You know, I'm connected to a, um, to a filmmaker, Solidify Productions. And, you know, I just I just know it takes a lot, you know. So, so my question is, so I see, you know, you've got the Harsco movies. Is there another film that's going to happen? We are. I'm very early in writing and development on another another film. Um, we are seeking to. I always wanted to do things bigger and better, and so I'll just leave it at that. Right? I want to. We want to take a step up all around in, in this next project if we do it. So I can't say too much about what the uh, the film is. I don't know if you write or, or create. I like to keep that close to the best until like I'm ready to share. But uh, when I am, I'll definitely send you a link and give you first dibs on what we're uh, what we're cooking up for sure. Okay, really exciting. Also have uh, <laughs> someone in the net. Oh man, we're out of time. This has been phenomenal. I was just ready to keep chit chatting. Um, Thank you, Ryan. I really appreciate you coming on to the show today. And certainly we will remain in contact. Definitely want to have you back as as things progress to deliver entertainment and edutainment value. Uh, Also a tremendous thank you to our sponsors, Milestone Mental Health Agency, Apex Financial Group of Virginia, as well as the COO team. Uh, Visit our website, blackbrand.biz. If you're interested in growing or scaling your business, check out the B-Force Accelerator link there. Applications are open through the 15th. Again, and thanks so much for tuning in to Black Wall Street today, where we're building minds, building connections, and forging the path ahead head toward business success in the black community. Join us next week where we'll talk with Queen Sheba as well as Kelsey Nelson. We'll be back next week. Take care. This show was brought to you by the consulting services of Positive Vibes Incorporated. We do debt restructuring. We help with credit repair. And we put money into the pockets of real estate investors. If you're a real estate investor, get in contact with us. If you need debt restructuring or credit repair, get in contact with us. 757-932-0177. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week.
I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street.